0: Welcome back to Off The Dope and Not The Crazy House with Anthony Ray. You are now listening to Anthony Ray. What's up? Yeah, I remember that? I remember that from back in the day? What's up with it? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I want to say that uh, I, I apologize for taking so long to do this episode if, since the last episode. And my reasoning is a few things, but... All in all, I just want to say I hated to leave y'all hanging and my bad for leaving you hanging. So please forgive me. I wanted to make sure that uh, I was I, I want I'm trying to make sure that I'm involved in things that are growing. me. So I had to release a few things and begin a few things and beginning those few things has taken some of my time. So hopefully you wish me luck. Or pray for me if you believe in such things If not um, Just wish me well You know So let's jump into it In this episode of Off the Dope and Out the Crazy House I want to Talk about the counter Piece that goes with the last episode And That will make this episode about Why women shouldn't do drugs And And this part right here is something I'm not a woman, so I can only tell you about things that I've been through and what research has shown. And with that, I will also say that when I'm talking about statistics on here, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't believe that statistics are the only reliable information that you can receive. I don't actually believe that statistics are always reliable Um, Depending on the studies that are done Because Long story short, people lie If they're surveyed Now in some of this research I think it has to do with Asking people questions and getting their Responses, but some of this research is, Is research That's actually done in physical ways With, you know Hidden Hidden desired outcomes Or, you know, hidden Hidden reasoning from the patient so they're just doing testing on people who don't really know why the testing is occurring or what the you know what they're looking for so some of those can be more accurate but sometimes I believe that when they're surveying people and asking them questions about you know their reasoning as to why they're using or how long they've been using which is really hard to determine I've, I've found in my life when people ask me things like so how long did you use this and you know when did you start using that it's it's hazy to me i don't know if you're like that but i am i'm like i don't really know exactly it's not like you know you don't keep a tab on it because sometimes you'll start something and then do something else you start one drug then stop using that one for a few months and you start another one then you go back to that one and or they'll ask you stuff like uh um, you know, how much do you use daily? And you're just like, how, you know, at, at one point it was like, however much I could find, or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't, I don't know, you know, you know, because at, at a certain amount of time, you don't even know where the money's coming from. So, oh, when I think back, I can't think about, like, wow, the money is just. So, in different circumstances for different people, these answers are. Accurate or inaccurate or Truthful or outright lies So Just take some of these statistics with a grain of salt But at the same time um, Remember that there is a level of seriousness That has to be maintained When we're talking about Some of these things Especially when it comes to women Because during this time we're going to be talking about Addiction and pregnancy During pregnancy And stuff like that So let's kind of jump into it right now so right now, I am on a uh, website called drugabuse.gov, drugabuse.gov, and that's the site we're going to be on today, and it begins off by kind of speaking on the fact that men are more likely than women to use any type of illicit drug, and I don't know if that's true or not, but it. It seems like it could be But at the same time when I was in that world I didn't see a lack of uh, Female figures In that world There wasn't a lack of female presence in, In the world of drugs But It is also a good thing to note though That Well it's not a good thing to note But it is notable That Even though that be the case Um Women are more likely than men To develop a substance use disorder Or or they're just as likely Excuse me As men to develop a substance use disorder um, Women actually may be more susceptible To craving and relapses Than men as well So let's keep that in mind That even though men Are more likely to do the drug According to this website Women in the end Are more likely to be susceptible to the cravings and relapses we have different bodies we have different chemical and biological makeups than they do so let's just keep that in mind um when it comes to let's just break it down by kind of this this breaks it down kind of by substance so it starts off with marijuana which is Arguably one of the most Controversial drugs right now of our time And I just want to say again That many people believe that Marijuana is not a drug Marijuana Is a drug Alright If you choose to use it you choose to use it But use it in full knowledge of the fact That you are using a drug Because I was actually talking to someone at work And they were like Well it's it's natural and And I'm telling them, it's the one thing you don't realize about cannabis and some of these other drugs is that they're medicine. If they are natural, they have medicinal uses. And you shouldn't use medicine on a daily basis. That's how I feel. Medicine is for when you're sick. Medicine is to help you overcome those illnesses. It's not to be used on a daily basis just because it's there. It it might actually lose its medicinal value Just like any other medicine If you use it every single day for no reason But anyway, let's jump into it Why women shouldn't use drugs And let's start with marijuana So, it says here Similar to other addictive drugs Fewer females than males use marijuana For females who do use marijuana, however The effects can be different than for male users. Research indicates that marijuana impairs spatial memory in women more than it does for men. So, spatial memory, if you don't know, spatial memory is the storage and retrieval of information within the brain that is needed to both plan a route to a desired location and to remember where an object is located or where an ev- or when or where an event occurred. So, Spatial memory is that thing that helps you, you know, remember how to get somewhere or where something is. And that actually creates a problem for women more than it does for men after they're getting high. In one study specific to teenagers... Male high school students who smoke marijuana reported poor family relationships and problems at school more often than female students who smoke marijuana. However, a few studies have suggested that teenage girls who use marijuana may have a higher risk of brain structure abnormalities associated with regular marijuana use than teenage boys. So it 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 seems that from here what they're saying is that men... That the male student, males, um, during those teenage years, actually have more problems at school than in their families, and I can tell you right now that I think that that's true. From my experiences with, you know, marijuana as well as those other men around me when we were young, it does create issues um, with school. School starts looking a lot different when you're high. School looks a lot different. When you're when you're high, um, your family situation is a lot different when you're constantly high. So that part is interesting, and it's also interesting to me that women have a higher risk of brain structural abnormalities, and and as we get into it, you'll see that that has to do with the frontal lobe actually. So the frontal lobe of the brain, which we'll get to. Is the part that um, It kind of controls voluntary movements Movements that you control sequencing, sequencing of complex or multi-step movements Like getting dressed or making a cup of tea Speech and language Attention, concentration Working memory Which is how you uh, process information that you just heard Reasoning and judgment Organization and planning Problem solving Regulations of emotions and mood Personality expression And it also affects how you You know, read other people's emotions Motivation It it affects your motivation um, How you evaluate rewards Pleasure and happiness Impulse control And how you control your social behavior So Marijuana and other drugs Actually affect This frontal lobe part of the brain That does all those things I just said Um Marijuana itself Can affect The brain So the difference in How how weed affects women Than it affects men is that Women tend to have more panic attacks Anxiety disorders and And disorders that Develop more quickly or They actually develop these disorders More quickly than men do So they start showing signs Of the disorder Quicker than men do after their use And It's also uh, Notable That women Actually don't have to use As much of it to show Signs of These developing Disorders So they can use less and still feel the outcomes, the negative impacts of the drugs more than men do. So let's also say this, though, for both sexes, marijuana use disorder is associated with an increased risk of at least one other mental health condition, such as depression or anxiety. And that might be because of. I think because when you smoke weed, I think that it is something that makes you, it makes you think things over. Um, and for some people, when they smoke weed, they thinking about what is to come. Once again, depression being uh, of the past and anxiety being of the future. And weed for me was kind of like that weed gave me high high levels of anxiety i've never dealt with depression from weed but really anxious it made me feel really really anxious worried about my future so or what was going to happen in the future Alright, by contrast Women who are addicted to marijuana Have more panic attacks and anxiety disorders Although the severity of marijuana use disorders Is generally higher for men Women tend to develop these disorders More quickly after their first marijuana use Rates of seeking treatment for marijuana use Are low for both sexes And that's because No one believes that weed Is a drug Now let's jump to Cocaine and methamphetamine research this says research in both humans and animals suggests that women may be more vulnerable to the reinforcing or rewarding effects of stimulants with estrogen possibly being one factor for this increased sensitivity in animal studies females are quicker to start taking cocaine and take it in larger amounts than in males Women may also be more sensitive than men to cocaine's effects on the heart and blood vessels. In contrast, female and male cocaine users show similar deficits in learning, concentration, and academic achievement, even if women have been using it longer. Female cocaine users are le- also less likely than male users to exhibit abnormalities of blood flow in the brain's frontal regions. That's what we were saying earlier, so... Um, it actually was in the cocaine that is the, 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 that affects that part of the brain more. Excuse me, I said it was marijuana on that frontal region. But the abnormalities was what, what are caused by the weed. This, the cocaine or methamphetamines, the stimulants, are what actually affect the frontal region due to the blood flow issues that are caused by stimulants. These findings suggest a sex related mechanism that may have af- that may protect women from some of the detrimental effects of cocaine on the brain. As for methamphetamine, women report using the drug because they believe it will increase energy and decrease exhaustion associated with work, home care, child care and family responsibilities. Weight loss is also something else that women say that they use it for. So. I want to say in this part to remember That this is what women are reporting That's a key word Women report using the drug Because they believe it will increase blah, blah 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 So That's the part where I'm saying In these things is sometimes I think they're not They're untrue because I think that because women do not want to be seen In a certain light They make it seem as if the only reason They're using this drug is because They, don't, they need to work they have to take care of kids and they have all this overloaded amount of responsibilities and um, not that women don't have these things going on in life, but I don't believe that they're any less likely than males are to use the drug for um, sex or fun. and um, which we actually see they have a chart here on the same page. Page that I'm that I'm reading from. That even though women are citing this, the motivators they have a, a list of motivators that show that females are motivated to use methamphetamines over males for certain st- certain categories. Then, and and males are more likely to use methamphetamines or motivated to use methamphetamines for other categories. So females they say in this chart are more likely to use it for weight loss For To escape reality To stay awake For energy Because their friends were using it For fun And to get high Now for males They're saying males used it so that they could work more For better use for, I mean for better sex, excuse me um, to replace another drug, which is a big thing like I met people in jail who actually got off crack by using methamphetamine to experiment These are the reasons for males um, to use them so that chart kind of the chart itself kind of uh, contradicts what women are saying. That they just basically used it for those reasons When women actually use it for many other reasons Outside of just needing energy to work Because they're exhausted And men actually use it for that reason And other reasons as well So I just want to throw that out there That the women that I've met who used it Honestly, many of the women that I have seen And men who use methamphetamines They do work a lot if they keep a job the problem is that their work is usually shoddy, and um, they're really unreliable when it comes to showing up on time and doing things like that. Same thing um, with home care: women who are doing home care activities for children and are become methamphetamine users heavily don't actually. They might be using it for these reasons, but in the end, the women that are using this stuff for healthcare become worse. Worse at child care Than they did when they began Because methamphetamines Do not um, Increase You know that nurturing Response they don't increase uh, Many of the things that are needed To take care Of children like Time organization These things processing Of information controlling Of emotions These things that are necessary in order to lead um, And to lead a household Or or to to take care of children as well So it jumps into MDMA uh, You know, Molly, ecstasy, these things Research suggests that MDMA produces stronger hallucinatory effects in women compared to men Although men show higher MDMA induced blood pressure increases there is some evidence that in occasional users, women are more prone than men to feeling depressed a few days after they last use MDMA. Both men and women show similar increases in aggression a few days after they stop using MDMA, which is interesting to note that because once again, a lot of times what you'll see as we'll get into later is that they'll show that there's an aggression increase or there's a that more women are abused. Who use, or who, are, or more women are who use, are in abusive relationships, and it seems to me that they fail to correlate the fact that these women as well are aggressive. They become aggressive, um, just like when they're using Molly, MDMA. This stuff affects your brain. All of these drugs affect your brain. They affect your mood. They affect. They affect your chemical biology. They affect it they affect your insides, they affect your mind. So they will say that, well, these women are being abused, and even, you know, Obama actually made some changes to the law to to change these things. What they didn't look into was the fact that women who are using drugs or are in more abusive relationships as well, because they as well, Add to the negative dynamics Of that relationship They're talking crazy They're they're being crazy They're more promiscuous This is something that's not talked about In any of these Statistics that I will show you But it is definitely One of those reasons why women When they're asked about why they take methamphetamine Or something like that They don't say sex a lot of the times Because they want to downplay it The women that I've done um meth meth with or that I knew did meth or cocaine or any of these drugs that are you know kind of increase your desire to have sex almost every single woman I've ever asked they swear to god that they don't take that that that's not them like it doesn't make them horny every time I'm not even like it doesn't do that to me I'm like how how is that even possible When the truth of the matter is That it actually does Many women who use these drugs Are very promiscuous It it, it gives you a burning desire To have sex And so this increases That negative dynamic in a relationship Because the guy Who's probably also taking it Is looking at her like I know you feel this way Don't lie I know you're cheating on me Because in his mind, he's probably thinking the same thing. He wanna go cheap. He wanna go have sex right now. He can't, he has a burning desire to have a lot of sex. And so knowing this in himself, he's looking at her like she must have the same desire. And many times it is the truth. These women are going out and having sex with random guys, which is bad for the woman because it increases the chance that you're having sex with some some guy who you don't know might might increase the chances that you're going to have unprotected sex and it might increase the, the 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 chance that you catch an STI which used to be called STds but essentially a sexually transmitted infection and that you might you know end up in a situation that you didn't want to be in Um, You can also look at, at the amount of women who started off using methamphetamine Or using any of these drugs and end up in prostitution So they immediately correlate sex as a desired conduit to get them to money When prior to using the drug it wasn't their first thought process But now sex becomes a viable option because number one they desiring it anyway nobody wants to say that but but they're high so they're already desiring sex now it becomes oh i can have i can do this which i'm already horny anyway because of the drug and I can use the drug as a way to get to money why not right and your brain is already in a different mode so you're like bump this bump that forget this forget it like nothing matters as much as it mattered prior to you using the drugs so in many of these circumstances women start to have sex for money due to their addiction to pay for it and as well as the fact that they're already wanting to have sex anyway and they care less and so I know a lot of people listen to me right now You might say oh that's bullshit No it's not man It's just the flat out truth Now in the end the bad part is Is that most of these women end up I'm not going to even say most But there are a lot of women that end up Having uh, Second thoughts about What they got into And sex becomes less enjoyable Yeah over a long period of time um, They start seeing it as More of a monetary thing And less of a turn on Or they gotta They have to use drugs in order to um, Become aroused Um, These type of things Actually happen When it comes down to The substance abuse Of drugs that are like uppers And in any situation But I do want to read this part That says about women Violence and substance abuse We're going to jump over here right quick Because we're already kind of on the topic so let me read this excerpt here on uh, drugabuse.gov about women violence and substance abuse. More than one in three women have experienced physical violence at the hands of an intimate partner, including a range of behaviors from slapping, pushing, or shoving to severe acts such as being beaten, burned, raped, or choked. Victims of violence are at increased risk of chronic health conditions, including obesity, chronic pain, depression, and substance abuse. In recognition of the severity, excuse me, of violence against women and the need for a national strategy to address this issue, in 1994, Congress enacted the Violence Against Women Act to hold offenders accountable and to provide services to victims. In 2013, President Obama reauthorized the act to expand programs for reaching especially vulnerable populations. So, I think that it threw this part in here Just to um, Kind of um, Just speak on women violence And substance abuse Because women who Use substances Are actually more likely to these relationships And so I wanted to just put it out there That yes women Are abused in these relationships um or they're the ones that report the abuse i also don't believe that men in these situations actually uh, report the actual abuse that they go through which might actually be emotional verbal and mental when you're in a relationship with you know a member of the opposite sex who is also on the drug or a member you know or a, a person that you're in a relationship with, period, um, is on drugs and you are too. These these situations occur, and they're not just the physical abuse of a woman, but they could also be uh, different types of abuse on that man having to deal with a woman who is also in this mindset, because that is one of the negative effects that I've noticed that being that women have when they're on the drugs. You know, they, they have all the other the issues that men have as well, like not being responsible. Things I've talked about that men have issues with, you know, um, not being respectable, not being stand up individuals. These these things. Um, we could also add into there that, you know, being psychotic. These th- these things occur because of the drugs for men, um, as well as being um, turning into, you know, uh, a hound dogs. You know, they want to go out and have sex with any and everything or they or they develop um you know tendencies to do things that are uh you know non-productive like watching porn all day or um you know developing the need to you know be destructive thinking you're putting things together these things occur to women too um as well and for women i've noticed that it does it, it's still relates into women developing psychotic mindsets psychosis you know um, women who develop very promiscuous habits they watch porn too a lot oh, a lot just like the men that are doing it um they turn to the streets these things happen in women as well so i just want to jump jump from that and say that right quick because i think it's important to note and so that was mdma um let's see young women are more likely than men to die from this reaction hold up i skipped a piece so let's talk about so mdma can interfere with the body's ability to eliminate water and decrease sodium levels in the blood causing a person to drink large amounts of fluids in rare cases, this can lead to increased water in the spaces between the cells, which may eventually produce swelling of the brain and even death. Young women are more likely than men to die from this reaction, with almost all reported cases of death occurring in young females between the ages of 15 and 30. Now, I want to say this about MDMA. Back when I was young, I had my bout with MDMA, my bouts, um, and I had a little binge with it. And it was a big thing when we were youngs, but MDMA was totally different. You know, ecstasy back then, exos, we called them, was totally different. We called them Skittles and all kinds of stuff. But back then, I want to say this, that it was, uh, I think the high was different than the MDMA that, that has just been recently going around, you know, up to like the last time I took uh mdma was maybe like five six seven eight years ago or something like that and um it it was a horrible experience but um maybe it might have been just what i took but the few times that i got a hold of it during that time those times i was using it wasn't a presentable experience it was too stepped on it had too much stuff in it that too much up and down in it and it really messed me up. I, I ended up sick almost every time I, I took it. In um, the last, those last times I took it. And so, to me, it's a more dangerous drug to take because MDMA is is it's kind of like uh, it's a mixture. And so, you don't even know whether or not you're taking the upper or the downer form, and all this kind of stuff. It's it's just it's dangerous in itself. But it's interesting to note that almost all reported cases of the death occur in young females between the ages of 15 and 30 because I noticed that women got have gotten really into this MDMA thing. It's it's like a thing. Like it's a I don't want to say an epidemic or nothing like that, but women seem to enjoy this. Now this is another sex drug, by the way. MDMA is a sex drug. It's a party drug to know that most of these deaths are occurring in females between the ages of 15 and 30 is us is it speaks to those party habits of that age group 15 through 30 15 y'all 15 that's young it's very young um so let's just keep that in mind um that a lot of these drugs, they I'm telling you, they 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 lead women into the life of a party, the life of a of somebody, as they say, that's for the streets. You know, if you're dealing with a woman that is a drug addict, the chances of her being good to you, or you as a woman, if you're listening to this, being good to that man, they decrease. They heavily decrease because the mind is different. The desires change. The need to be out and about increases. And that's what I've noticed with women that do drugs. Women I've seen push way to extroversion. Heroin research suggests that women tend to use smaller amounts of heroin for far less time and are less likely than men to inject it most women who inject heroin point to a social pressure and sexual partner encouragement as factors i believe that that's true for the men out there who are listening to this which is most of my listeners i want to say that one thing that i did not speak on in the last show was the fact that a lot of the times what occurs is that uh men actually do I believe bring drugs into the situation though I have been like when it came to methamphetamines methamphetamines was something that I didn't know anything about so methamphetamines was something that was introduced to me by more than one you know by a woman but um, on more than one occasion women would like there were women that showed me how to smoke it you know how to you know how to know if it's good or bad. So women were actually a part of that But in other circumstances um, I've been the one that You know maybe offered a girl something Or she you know I'm the one that had to go get it You know um, you know, I might have been the one that started A girl smoking cigarettes because I'm offering Her a cigarette with the beer or whatever it might be um, I've seen this occur In many situations so I think that in both Situations you gotta understand that one of the parties or the other party is going to follow, you know, somebody's going to be the one doing it. And if you care about somebody, the chances that, and you want to be in a relationship, with this person, or you want to be around them, the chances increase that you end up doing it too, because it's just the simple fact that you want to be around them, that you care for them, that you want to be a part of what they're a part of. Um, and there's also sometimes the fact that People don't want to just see them having a good time You want to have a good time with them So They're getting high, you want to get high So these things It's normal for You know, someone To be socially Quote unquote pressured into it by a sexual partner But I also want to say That this is not, once again Because I think that there is a bias Towards the female perspective When it comes to a lot of this stuff and I just want to be real about it, that it that it also is a pressure that men feel too. That, that but men won't report. So if a woman is doing a drug and you don't do that drug to, to, and you want to be a part of what she got going on, a man is very likely to do that thing, too. Um, Especially if he's already a drug user and he's like, all right, bitch, she doing this. All right, let me try it. You know what I'm saying? If this is going to get her loose and she wants to have fun and, you know. And it's going to get her to the point where we're both chilling. Why not? This is the thought process for many men who might be actually pressured the same way by women. So I would like to say, women, you have to believe that you have that that ability to to negatively impact men as well when it comes to drug use. Um... One study indicates that women are more at risk than men for overdose deaths during the first few years of injecting heroin. But it is unclear why this might be the case. One possibility is that women who inject heroin are more likely than their male counterparts to also use prescription drugs, a dangerous combination. Women who do not overdose within these first few years are more than likely than men to survive in the long term. This could be due to the difference in treatment and other environmental factors that impact heroin use. So right after this, we're gonna get into prescription drugs. Um, but just remember that women, you are also more likely than men to overdose on heroin. Heroin. Um, so please just remember these things. So it jumps into prescription drugs, which I think is a good segue because, uh, or is a good next topic because I always, for me, when I think of heroin, I immediately think of those hellish yellow pills, them hellish yellows and them devilish blues, man. That's what I think of. I immediately think of that because they're so, the, the withdrawals and all that is so much the same. Um, man. Prescription drug misuse is is the use of medication without a prescription, they're saying. So um, these are prescribed drugs like opioids, those yellows and blues, Um, I guess even Adderall and stuff like that. But this is mostly talking about opioids and sleep pills. So some research indicates that women are more sensitive to pain than men and more likely to have chronic pain which could contribute to the high rates of opioid prescriptions among women of reproductive age. In addition, women may be more likely to take prescription opioids without a prescription to cope with pain even when men and women report similar pain levels. Research also suggests that women are more likely to misuse prescription opioids to self-treat for other problems such as anxiety or tension. A possible consequence of prescription opioid misuse is fatal overdose, which can occur because opioids suppress your breathing. So this goes through some old statistics from 2016 and 2017. But back then, about 19 women per day compared to about 27 men died from overdose on prescription opioids. 19 women every day. Um, in Okay, this is going through some old statistics. So um I, this is the statistic I want to read to you though. Women between the ages of 45 and 55 and 54 are more likely than women of other age groups to die from a prescription opioid overdose. Now the reason why I thought that was interesting is because my days when I was out there messing around um in the streets um with these opioids, you know, trying to find people who had it and trying to get it Trying to procure it and all that. What I found out was that almost everyone at that time that I knew who had some, they were women, older women in these in this around this age group too, from forty-five and fifty-four. Fifty-four. These women are the ones who had it. Like it was, it was uh, it's strange to think back and think about it, but these older women would be the most unlikely but they 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 kept them you know um and luckily i didn't know any of them who had who who died from overdoses I, i did know other people who died from overdosing on opioids um but luckily i didn't know any women so i can't speak to that portion but i will say that just be careful out there because I do know women are very involved in that world. Older women are very involved in that world um, due to the fact that you know they might have you know body aches and pains and things like that. Um, they also might be kind of like you know the women in my family who are very kg when it comes to talking to people and getting things done. You know things that they need. Um, they have the type of personality that that allows them to open doors. Um, so they might be able to get their hands on things that they need to get prescriptions and to abuse those prescriptions. So just be careful out there, I would say, cause it's really not no joke. It's really not no joke. Um, and it's anti-anxiety medications and sleeping aids. So women are more likely to seek treatment for misuse of central nervous system depressants like sedatives, um, Things that treat sleep disorders and anxiety. So um, because women are more at risk than men for anxiety and insomnia, it is possible that women are being prescribed more of these types of medications. Greater access can increase the risk of misuse and lead to substance use disorder dis- disorder or overdose. So those are just good things to keep in mind. Now, of course, we, this goes into um, alcohol and tobacco use. And actually, in this one, it actually, I, I don't know if it's on this page or another one, but it actually said on here that something that I've said in other ones, which is that nicotine is actually a gateway drug. I actually read it on here. I don't think it's on this page, it's on the other page that I have open, but we're running out of time. Um, but it actually states in this article if you go to drugabuse.gov, And you look up substance use in women research reports Then you'll see it as well You can read about it But they actually call nicotine a gateway drug Which I was like, wow You know, finally someone else said it Like, maybe this is before me But uh, I just, I never read it but And it's not something that's highly spoken about But the nicotine And before we... So alcohol, of course, goes with that nicotine a lot of times So before we get into the nicotine, let's jump into the alcohol um, In general, men have higher rates of alcohol use Including binge drinking However, young adults are an exception This is the party ages, right? Girls ages 12, god dang Girls ages 12 to 20 have slightly higher rates of alcohol misuse and binge drinking than their male counterparts 12. Wow. Drinking over the long term is more likely to damage a woman's health than a man's, even if a woman has been drinking less alcohol or for a shorter length of time. So, another good thing to note y'all's bodies are just totally different from ours. So, it seems that by the, repeti- the repeating thing that we're hearing is that women can receive. A higher amount of damage to their bodies With a smaller amount of use So Y'all have to be much more careful In how y'all use The fact that y'all using should be And not to mention we, Which is something that we might not get a chance to t- touch on But Maybe slightly It's the fact that as well If you're pregnant Or you or you might get pregnant Which is the case In a lot of these circumstances is because It loosens you up i'm talking to women right now and it makes you make less less um intelligent decisions your your decision making goes down remember this a lot of these drugs do affect the brain they affect the and especially if they affect that frontal part of your brain then it affects not only your brain but how you process your memories and in, in, in your decision making so you're deciding to have sex with the wrong guys you're deciding to to have sex at the wrong times you're deciding to uh not have protected sex which could lead to a child so now you end up being an addicted person with the child which you're going to bring into a, a negative setting because you are most likely if you're an addict if you're an addicted person excuse me then you are Most likely gonna bring this child into a World of hurt Because most likely that's where you Are at that time And if you're not even in the world of hurt At least you're at the very least You're in some form Of disarray and disorganization Mentally and and probably um, In your life You see that same Woman that's taking methamphetamines And saying she's using it in order to Increase her Productivity she is most likely in disarray all over the place. So she's using this in order to there's no way that that drug is helping. It's helping you to um, remain active, but it is not increasing your productivity. That makes sense to you. It makes sense. But if it makes sense to you, um, I might not be using the best words, but it, it, it can increase. How hard you go, like the amount of persistence that you'll have day to day, the energy level that you have increases, but it doesn't necessarily increase the quality of your output or your organization. So be careful if you're bringing children into this, because as we all know, um, due to the connection between the placenta and the fetus. Whatever you're doing is affecting that child. All right. So risk of stillbirth from substance use in pregnancy. Tobacco use can cause a 1.8 to 2.8 times greater risk of stillbirth with the highest risk found among the heaviest smokers. Yes, tobacco can cause stillbirth. Marijuana use increases your risk of stillbirth. 2.3 2.3 times a greater risk. So, marijuana, yes, can cause stillbirth. Evidence of any stimulant, marijuana or prescription pain reliever use, 2.2 times greater risk. That's any evidence. Evidence of any of those and passive exposure to tobacco, I guess that's second or third hand I'm saying, increases your risk of stillbirth 2.1 times a greater risk. So, for those people out there who once again think marijuana and tobacco aren't drugs, there you go. They actually can, because I've, I've known people in life who smoke weed during their pregnancy and was like, that's not a big deal. Once again, thinking that it's this is a it's a natural thing, but what you forget is that it's it's got there's there's, it's, there's chemicals in it. It's got to be grown. There's all kind of stuff that goes into this. Plus the fact that it's a drug, right? And that baby is not ready for all that. Alright. It's just not ready. So. This can also lead to things like. SIDS. Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Um, There's something else called NAS. um, That can affect that child. Due to you. You know. Deciding to drink or. Do drugs. Having that baby around. You know. when When you're pregnant. And you're you're responsible for you know the life within you and your life you have to make much better decisions and deciding that drugs your drug use is more important than that child's birth is the most selfish one of the most selfish decisions you could ever make because that child can't decide on its own um NAS of by the way is neonatal abstinence syndrome which is specifically associated with opioid use. So this says that NES occurs when heroin passes through the placenta to the fetus during pregnancy and causes, excuse me, the baby to become dependent on opioids. These symptoms include excessive crying, high-pitched crying, irritability, seizures, and gastrointestinal problems, along with others. So, These are just a few things that we That we touched on and we're running out of time I think we got a few minutes left here but Um I just want to I I, I touched on the The pregnancy thing really Quickly because I just think that we all know better We all know that If you have A child within you It's a great time to give up Whatever it is you're doing And I remember that back in the day, not that I'm real old, so let me just say that when I was younger, because back in the day could be any time, but when I was younger, I remember women getting pregnant and just immediately stopping everything. They didn't drink no more, they didn't smoke no more. A lot of times, I even think that the creators were smart, and I do believe that there were creators, so... I'm just throwing that out there Most people here that know that But um, I have been studying uh, Right now I'm studying skepticism Humanism And atheism And they make some good points Alright so I'm not I'm not knocking anybody out there Who doesn't believe what I believe It's just It's just so many different things That that point towards creativity in design um, And problem solving is, is in there It might not be the best model of, of what humans could be But um, And there are things that are that have to do with our, physi- a lot, phys- our, our, our Our cycle Our physical bodies And biological parts of us That could be better And don't work as well But um, Even if the uh, Creation isn't perfect it, it still points to the fact that There was something out there that was intelligently Thinking this through So back then i would think about when women used to like stop smoking cigarettes because when they smell cigarettes and they're pregnant it just make them nauseous they might smoke cigarettes their whole time they're pregnant now suddenly they're they get nauseous just just smelling a cigarette like a deterrent these are things like when you see the children that are born from you know a mother who was addicted. Um, it just makes you think. Like this couldn't have. It, it, you. If you have to. You know. And you're pregnant. I would encourage you. If you're pregnant. And you're dealing with. Uh, drug abuse. I would encourage you. To just go look up. Pictures of children. And babies who are born. To mothers. Who are addicted. And Take a long hard look And See that the things that these children are going through Is Are serious these kids man They experienced Real pain imagine Going through withdrawal when you just got here I mean I'm a grown Person and I went through uh, What basically was opioid Heroin withdrawal And as a Grown man like it brought me to my knees To imagine a child um, For up to 14 days For two weeks They have uh, diarrhea They can't stop crying You know They have fevers Their, their, their reflexes are acting crazy They're irritable um, Their breathing's messed up They're having seizures They can't sleep can't gain weight their nose is stopped up and they're sneezing they're sweating and trembling and throwing up all these things are happening to your child so think these things through would you rather that happen to you or your child i think it's i think you should make the sacrifice for it to happen to you and not your child so if you're pregnant think this through If you don't decide to go through the pain Then your child is going to have to go through the pain If you It doesn't just go away Somebody's going to go through withdrawals All right, Somebody's going to go through withdrawals It's either going to be you or that child And it should be you You should be the one That takes on all those symptoms Because you're the one that decided to do the drug And in love you should not want your child to go through what you go through. Just throwing that out there. Um, As always. um, I'm saying these things because. I care. And this this portion right here was a little bit more filled with. Statistical information and research data because I'm not a woman. Um, And I wanted to be respectful to what y'all are And the fact that y'all are different But I also wanted to keep it 100 from what I knew So I do say this stuff out of love and concern And I just want to be real with y'all So I hope that you don't take any offense to this And I know this might have seemed like a more dry version of the show And I apologize for that But I wanted to kind of get down to the nitty gritty And there's so much more information on this I couldn't dare touch on it all When it comes to the research being done On women and substance abuse There's a lot of it out here So I encourage you If you're a woman out there And you are dealing with this Just know that um, There is an overlap between what males go through And what women go through but you are also different and we're different from you so just like some things um, are more closely related to you know a male than it is for a female when it comes to substance abuse the vice versa occurs as well so it's important for you to do research about you about you it's also important for you to protect your mind Your brain, your body And and it is important for you to protect Whatever life is inside of you And don't be selfish And allow that child to come forth Messed up I think that in this world It is so important to find something That is, willi- that is worth sacrificing For Sometimes I, I almost believe that There are certain women that get pregnant As a means to slow them down That's old school thought process though I really believe that sometimes It's like an urge to slow down To slow down Chill out, think about this And sometimes it takes a child to do that And If you're one of those women out there Who are dealing with this Please do this research As always I will say the same things I've always said To stay physically fit To remember that it's not all about you Is something that I add It's not all about you And it's not just for women It's for men too It's not all about you And knowing that it's not all about you Is what helps Self help is great But helping the world is, is is even It's even greater Also stay Stay, stay Just stay healthy. Stay physically fit. Remember that brushing your teeth helps with cravings. And. When I have to put that on there as well. Make sure that you're using a toothpaste that is. As healthy as you possibly can be. I put that disclaimer. Because I'm not a dentist or whatever. So seek one if you need to. But. um, With all that said. I just want to wish each and every person out here the best. And. I want to. Make sure that. I let you know that it's all love. So hit me up at at my website and peace and paper. Goodbye.